plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier of Bleacher Report. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And once again, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast, as well as the Blogging the Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today? Did you survive Overreaction Monday? Yeah, and and then I barely survived the first two takes it took for us to finally get on the on the ball and do this <laughs> podcast right. But we're gonna get it right, guys. We are gonna get it right, just like the Cowboys are gonna get it right on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if that's gonna happen. But this Tuesday edition, I don't know of the if Lockdown, we're gonna get this right either. So. That's true. This Tuesday edition of Locked On Cowboys podcast is brought to you by XBet.ag, the newest and most exciting betting platform on the planet. We'll talk about them later in the show. Just remember the name XBet.ag. Uh, I wanted to start this uh, Tape Tuesday edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast by talking about Dak Prescott and Des Bryant. Uh, on Monday, I, I did a, a big charting session on uh, Bryant. I looked at some of the passes that were thrown to him by Prescott, and I want everybody to kind of calm down about this this talk about is Des Bryant still an elite receiver is he washed up uh, I had a couple different people send me DMs yesterday saying hey what's wrong with Des Bryant why is he washed up uh, I just don't think that's the case anymore uh, I charted all 13 of his targets he actually has 15 times the ball was thrown at him two of them were negated due to penalty uh, he had 13 targets of those 13 targets uh, I deemed six of them were uncatchable one that he dropped, and the rest that he caught. So I thought he was fine in the game. He was open a lot more than what uh, maybe the stats suggest. He still ended up with 98 yards receiving. I'm not concerned about that connection. Uh, I I still think Bryant and Prescott are working into rhythm. But this talk about this offense is uh, a problem when they're trying to feed the ball to Bryant too much. I just don't buy that at all. What did you think about Bryant on Sunday? Did you think that his performance was bad? Did you think that he, um, he he was the reason why the offense sputtered in the second half? What did you think about Bryant in the Rams' performance? No, I mean, I think that he had uh, probably one of his better games, and I, I don't think that it's, you know, coincidence that it was probably against the least talented of the group of uh, cornerbacks he's gone against so far this year. And Jermaine um, Johnson's good. And yeah, and, and I was just going to say that that's not a slight against Jermaine Johnson if you look at the guys that Dez has faced so far. So, um, no, I, I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't think that the, uh, I don't think that, that his issues, that the issues that were happening with, with some of the, the uncatchable passes or, or anything were necessarily 
uh, Dez related. I mean, I thought he was getting open a little bit more than we had seen him actually in previous weeks. Uh, I think that, you know, there are a lot of times when, especially in the second half, things were, um, were, were, were a struggle just to get the ball off. You know, I mean, uh, Dak was getting pressured and, and seeing people in his face. And I, and I think, uh, uh, you know, and then at times he's having to get out of the pocket and, and deliver the ball. And I think he was having rather mixed kind of, you know, some mixed success there even. Um, but no, I, I don't know that, that Des, I, I tend to agree that, that, you know, that they're kind of, it's, it's tough. To, it's tough to really like get a, a, a full season or at least a season up till now, look at how Dak and Des are doing because, of you know how elite the competition has been going against the first you know three weeks, so um, I, I think that you know yeah I think it's still early in the season. Um, I think that like I said, the competition has been stiff. I, I'm not like to the point where I'm worried about like Dez yet, or worried about that they'll get chemistry worked out um, because you know look, they, they, Dez had a pretty decent game uh, and yeah, had some good numbers. So I, I think that uh, and I again. I know we're we're going to talk about it, and it wasn't perfect, but like I don't think that the offense, you know, performance like by a player was overall bad. I think the the level of getting it done and clutch times was was bad, especially that you know not scoring three three drives in a row. But I don't know that it's like you know, oh, Dez had a bad game, and that's why we lost. No, I think right. that you know he was doing things. He was able to get open. He was he was. Uh, he was open at times when they couldn't get him the ball, I and mean, I just think that there was, you know, offensive lack of sync that wasn't necessarily Dez specific. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction too that I think he is going to have a massive game this week against the Packers because they don't have a cornerback on the roster that can even match up with him physically at all. So he he's either going to do one of two things. He's either going to absolutely kill these defensive backs like he did in the playoffs last year and go for 140 yards and two touchdowns, or he's going to demand so much coverage that players like Bryce Butler, Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley are going to have big games in his place. This is one of the games that you really need him to play at a high level, and I expect him to because, like I said, they just don't have anybody that can check uh, Bryant at all in this game, especially in the red zone. So uh, I wanted to kind of transition this to Prescott for a second, and I saw a lot of people uh, on Twitter on Monday overreacting to Prescott saying, you know, he – He's taking a step back, or he he's not making enough plays. I don't buy that at all. I, I actually thought Prescott was pretty good. I think his accuracy can kind of come and go at times. I would like to see him use his legs a little bit more to extend drives and plays. But for the most part, I mean, he led an offense that put up like 450 yards against the Rams. And the Rams don't have a bad defense, and they've got one of the best defensive coordinators maybe of all time coaching that defense. So I, I'm not concerned about Dak. There's other things on the offense that I'm concerned about, especially on the offensive line. But as for Prescott, not concerned about him at, at all at this point in the season. What did you see from Prescott in the game? Yeah, I mean, I saw that too. I, I, I think that you know what we're what we're getting out of Prescott is has been pretty decent. I think, um, uh, you know, look, I think I think the problems on both sides of the ball um, are you know start up front, and I think uh, offensively specifically, like 
and we you know we talked about it before the season i mean i mean in one form uh, or another uh you know the offensive line is is the bread and butter of this football team like and it, it's the engine that drives this team you know we could talk about Dak, we could talk about dez we could talk about zeke but the offensive line is the dominant force it's supposed to be the dominant force of this team and um you know when when it's not working the way it's supposed to um these guys Dak and and Dez and Zeke all have to kind of go well above and beyond uh to try to you know and press to try to make the plays that are necessary to kind of keep keep them in the games because if they can't dominate up front and and run the ball with consistency and and keep uh and keep uh you know the the keep ahead of the chains, then uh, they're going to have problems on defense and they're going to have problems converting. And, and both of those things also will feed into each other. So, um, and, and so what happens is that you see Dak having to kind of get out on his own and, and make plays with his feet or, you know, whether that means actually running the ball or, you know, just buying times with his legs to get out and move the windows and, and kind of, you know, help open things up a little bit. And you're seeing him do that. So I think that the fact that he can't, you know, make an offense out of that uh isn't necessarily um you know isn't isn't necessarily i think his issue i don't think it's his his fault i think he's kind of i, I you know look yeah has he been inaccurate at times absolutely uh he's he's had a bad throw here or there but i think you know what you, every quarterback what you see has is bad he, throws though yeah every, every quarterback. quarterback has bad throws you know it, it's like it's so i i just don't think that that's that's i i i think that there's a reason all we see are the guys who all we see are the results of what's happening with the guys with the ball in their hands. And so every time we assume that everything that the guy everything that happens is the result of the person who's holding the ball. But that's not how football works. Like football works because you know they all have to everyone has to do their individual jobs as a unit which feeds into the larger part of the whole. So it's sometimes hard to see to watch something on the field and and know exactly what made the player on the field do that. And I think a lot of what we're seeing that we're not understanding has to do with, you know, Dak being uncomfortable with the pocket, Dak not having the uh, short field, that he advantages that he had in the last season. And now we're seeing him having to try to make plays with his feet or, you know, scramble drill and that sort of thing. And that's, and that's not the way this offense is supposed to be working. Right. And so, Last week, I kind of talked about I was a little concerned about Prescott starting games off slow. Uh, he didn't start this one off slow. I thought he looked really good in the start of the game. They, they drove the ball 64 yards in the first drive of the game, and then they went touchdown, touchdown, touchdown on their next three drives. So I I just think that he's kind of learning how to play with some new pieces around him. I mean, I think one thing is clear. is This offensive line is not playing at the same caliber that we saw them in the second half of last year. So I think Prescott's having to get used to not everything being perfect around him. And you saw some of his best plays in that game were when he had pressure and he had to avoid the pressure and he spun out and made some plays outside the pocket. I I don't think there's a reason to be concerned about Prescott. I'm not sure there's 10 better quarterbacks in the league right now. I I mean, he put up 30 points against the Rams, and he put up 28 uh, on the road against Arizona. And those are two pretty good defenses. So I just don't think it's time to panic yet. He's, I think he what he threw for three or he threw for three touchdowns. He had 252 passing yards. He used his legs a little bit to make plays. He's fine. I, I'm not concerned about him in the least bit. Um, 
let's pause to tell you guys about xbet.ag. I found something that you guys will love. Uh, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. I mean, I bet on sports, so I figured I'll give this a shot. xbet.ag has everything. It's like Vegas in your pocket with their mobile site. I just log in and bet on any game right from my phone. You gotta check them out. Their website is clean and easy to use, and their graphics are sick. I've never seen anything like it before. They even offer live in-game wagering, so you can turn your fourth quarter faith, or lack of faith in my case sometimes, in emotional overtimes into heart-pounding cash-stacking opportunities. When you join xbet.ag today and use the promo code LOCKDOWN, You'll get up to a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Just don't be the guy saying, I would have won big. Join XBet now and start winning today. Plus, if you refer a friend, you'll get up to a 100% of their first deposit too. So bring the squad, build the bank at xbet.ag, the newest and most exciting betting platform on the planet. Just don't forget to use that promo code locked on to claim your bonus. All right. Sometimes, huh? Sometimes, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, we, in full disclosure, the All Twenty Two tape has not come out since w- when we're recording the podcast. Normally, it comes out late on Monday night or early Tuesday morning. It actually so, just came out right as we were recording it. Okay, so after this podcast, I'm sure we're both going to go watch it. So, we've got a couple guys that we want to talk about really quickly, kind of to wrap up the show. Um, but tomorrow on our Wednesday episode, we will talk about some of our All-22 observations. But the first guy I want to talk about really quickly is Xavier Woods. Um, I think it's time to have a conversation about whether Woods should be a starting safety for the Cowboys. Uh, I think his ability to tackle inside in the box, to play in the slot as a cornerback, uh, to play as a linebacker, I just think they need to get him on the f- on the field sooner rather than later because I think he's one of your best four to five secondary players right now. Would you be opposed at all to putting Woods in that starting role over Jeff Heath uh, as soon as this week against the Packers? No, and and in fact, I you know I was kind of ready for them to start rotating him out more um, early on. I mean, I I just think that. Yeah, I just think that you know that if Xavier Woods has proven himself to be able to handle that role, um, and if he can handle the tackling that's that's required, you know, in the box, uh, that that kind of you know difficult thing. I mean, there's really nothing to me that that, that has shown me that he can't, he shouldn't be the guy in there because all he does is make plays around the ball. So um, um, I don't know. It's just. Yeah, it seems pretty straightforward that uh, he should at least be getting an increase in snaps. If not, um, uh, uh, if if not, like you know, outright starting and, and the majority of the snaps. Yeah, and I'm I don't hate Jeff Heath. I think he has a valuable role. I just I don't know if he's a starting caliber safety in the NFL, but I think he's a really good option as your third safety that you bring in in certain nickel packages, but. I just don't think he's a starting free safety in this league. Do you, do you kind of agree with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that he, I think that his role was probably best with what it was last year as like a third safety. I just right. think that, or, or you know, I mean, he's really a special teams ace, really. And um, well, don't get I, me I started on that can... special teams. I I, I, I want to just tear into that special team sometime. I'm holding back on them, but go ahead. I think that you know. I just think that 
that I think they had to, they they owed him an uh, an opportunity, and uh, and and he uh, and you know he 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 just doesn't really look that he necessarily you know that he necessarily looks like he's that he grabbed that that uh, job by the by the throat. So and I think Woods has earned uh, an opportunity with his play on the field. Uh, so far this year. So, yeah, I think Woods has definitely deserved a look. All right, last but not least, I want to touch on Jordan Lewis. Um, <laughs> when he was coming out of the draft, I kind of pigeonholed him, and I'll admit, I kind of pigeonholed him as a slot corner because of his lack of size, um, because of his, you know, just lack of bulk. But I think it's pretty clear right now that he's probably the Cowboys' best cornerback. I don't see any way that when Nolan Carroll and Shadobi Awuzie return from injury, that Jordan Lewis isn't one of your top two guys because he just isn't getting beat as an outside corner. And I didn't expect that. He's playing better at on the outside than even Orlando Skandrick is. He does a better job of locating the ball in the air. I like his toughness. I really love his tackling ability. But do you kind of agree that this is Jordan Lewis's job from now going forward, that he should be one of the team's top two cornerbacks regardless of who's healthy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I felt like – Well, I mean, (laughs) he hasn't really shown us that he shouldn't shouldn't have the job. So, yeah, I mean, I I think so. I I just think that it's – it's not even that controversial. I mean, I think I think you don't necessarily. I don't need to see the L twenty two to see that Jordan Jordan Lewis is one of the, our best corners. I mean, he's he makes tackles. He's 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 physical. He's I mean, he's given up some plays at times, but overall, I feel like he's comfortable back there, and I think he's gotten better every week. So yeah, I, I, I'm not taking him off the field yet. And that's why I'm going to be curious to see what happens this week with Nolan Carroll because if he returns from injury. And he is placed back into the starting lineup over Jordan Lewis. At that point, I know it's a money decision rather than a talent decision because there is no way that Nolan Carroll is a better cornerback right now, right now than Jordan Lewis. So I'm going to be curious to see what do they do with Carroll. And I know they're going to get a woozy in different ways, but there is absolutely no way in my in my mind that Nolan Carroll should be in the starting lineup when he returns from his injury. Correct? Could you IR him? Oh, they probably won't considering some of their cornerback injuries, right? I mean, I would. But. Well, you've you've got you've got two return from IRs, right? You yes. and um, well, you, you really maybe. is Rico going to be one of those that you're going to pull off? Yeah. Okay, so that's one. Do yeah. you want to use it on Nolan Carroll already, even if he's going to be back? No, in a but week no, or no, two? no, 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 no. But 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 if I have to, I will. No, I think that's the point, though. I think my point is is that. I mean, let's say you IR Carroll, and you really don't need to pull him off unless you get into a situation where you like absolutely need him. Like he could, then he could be one of your other you, your other uh, return from IRs later on in the season. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like it'd be, it'd be if the choice is to either cut him or to IR him, and and it, and the money is the same. Like what's the difference? Like IR him, like. Well, I'm not so concerned about cutting him. I'm just saying, I don't think there's any way he should play over Jordan Lewis. I and that's my concern. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think, and I I don't think that they will do that. I mean, like, I don't. Yeah, look, I I think the whole thing with Carroll was, was to you know, buy them some 
some opportunity. So I don't think this has uh, you know anything to do with like you know Carol being like some superstar that they had to bring in. I think that they you know they had to pay for what they had to pay to get what they perceived to be a starting you know corner for uh, you know to, to kind of tied the the you know the, the amount of time it takes the young guys to get up to speed but i think that that lewis is already at that point that they don't need carol anymore uh, as far as like as far as like you know nolan carol the starter like maybe but but that's my point is that nolan carol the the body could be useful down the road so that's why i would say that it it might, wouldn't be the worst idea to uh you know to ir him because i think yeah absolutely i think that him starting is is not um, is not like it's not that's not really an option at this point. I mean, to me at least. I mean, maybe they will, but I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'll be shocked if they do it. But at the same time, they've done things like this before. I don't know. We'll we'll see what will happen. I'm not gonna get into predicting who's gonna start this week. They're probably gonna need all their cornerbacks to be on the field this week against the Packers anyway. So it might be irrelevant anyways. That's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. Leave a review and your Twitter handle, and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Ed subscription. We'll be back on Wednesday to discuss the All-22 tape and some of our observations. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.